Um, welcome to Skate and Create, I guess. <laughs> uh, been waiting a long time to actually do this. Um, today, first guest, actually. Um, I don't even, did I even tell you like why I wanted to do this anyway? Not really. Not really. <laughs> so, um, for those of you who don't know, this is Mitch. Uh, I'm just going to call you Mitch Heartless because that's, that's what we always call you. Yeah, works for me. I mean, it has been for years. Like 20 years or something like has that. Has it been? Holy oh, fuck, dude, we're old. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the reason why I wanted to start this is because, like, everybody in my life growing up skating has always made, like, a big influence on me. So I always wanted to, like, sit down, like, actually, like, have a good conversation about skating with all these people that influenced me and all my friends at the same time. That's and awesome. you're actually one of those people who influenced me throughout the years hard work putting videos together you know filling me life out like you know all doing all that stuff but still sticking with what you know is skating and it's being involved with it <laughs> where uh where'd you grow up in the northeast in the northeast yeah like right. cotman and caster oh okay yes Real northeast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is northeast, but like that's a little bit further down too. Yeah. What got you into skating? So it's funny. I went to. I had to go to this small like private school in Olney for high school. Yeah. Uh, my mom sent me there. Like, didn't have a choice because I was just blowing it. <laughs> um, like the place was, there was maybe a hundred and twenty kids total in the whole school. Oh shit! Like, it was tiny. Um. But there's just one dude, he was a year older than me. This dude, Declan McGarry. I'll never forget it. So freshman year, he like he was so I was a freshman, he was a sophomore, and mm -hmm. he like had all these he was like the the dude that I was like, Wow, that guy's really cool. Like that's kinda who I wanna be. And I was still like into comic books and like into like super nerdy shit, but he was like always really nice to me. So I was like at the end of the year, he's like, You should get aboard and learn to skate over the summer. And I was like, yeah, okay, dude, whatever. Like, didn't think anything of it. Meanwhile, I have, like, some shitty Batman skateboard from, like, five years before. <laughs> that, like, I'm like, I don't know what I'm dealing with this thing. I, like, rode it down hills. And uh, so sophomore year comes. He one day randomly gives me an old deck. And he's like, I'm telling you, man. He's like, you should, you should get into this. He's like, it's so fun. He's like, I'm just learning. He's like, but it's so cool. So I, like tried to figure it out like i went to uh an allied hobbies of all places i bet <laughs> like, i got a funny story about that one tried to figure it out like get pieces and i was like i don't know what i'm doing like just couldn't figure it out and then i was hanging out with these other kids who lived right by baldy okay and they both got boards all of a sudden and they're like their dad owned this gas station in the city at like fourth and vine so because their dad had the gas station like worked on cars their dad knew shane from sub-zero Oh, okay. So they were like, no, no, you got to go to this place. So they showed me where it was at. My mom took me down. She bought me like a legit first complete. And then I like came back. I talked to this dude from school and he was like super cool. And he's like, oh yeah, he's like, we should do this. Never skated with a dude in my life. Like never, <laughs> never did it. He would always like talk about it with me, but like we never actually skated. And then he was just gone. Like middle of the year, just gone. Did Went to a new school. That is the weirdest thing. But this dude was, so I started skating with these two dudes, Tim and Chris, they're brothers that lived right up by Baldy. So, and my mom worked right by there. So I would go hang out with them all day. And then when she was getting done work late at night, like I would just skate to wherever she worked and then get a ride home. But I would literally grew up skating Baldy 
every day for like the first two or three years like that we would just go there every single day that's actually pretty cool because that's like an iconic spot that I just no one really knows about really yeah i just found pictures somebody sent me pictures uh, a couple months ago and you can see like the ground in the tennis courts was like unskatable like it was like the most horrible like rough rock where like so we never even skated that like the spot yeah when you know we were growing we always skated was like the four and the five stairs in the back and like those shitty banks yeah that was like and we were just like you know cruise that area of the northeast like wherever we could skate to and then uh, whenever we had off from school on weekdays their dad would let us go to go to work with him so he would drive us into the city at like 6 30 or whatever when he was going to the gas station and we would skate all day and we just had to be back by the time he was like getting done work so it was like we would have all day to just skate downtown and we were like 13 14 trying to figure out i was gonna ask you that like probably probably 14 15 they were like they were a year or two younger than me so they were probably like 13 and this is when you could still skate love before like the cops really started cracking down it was like mid 90s this is like if i was like 94 94 yeah and, it was like good old days back then, too. Yeah, but you could skate it. Like, it was just starting. Like, every once in a while, the cops would come and, like, tell you to leave or whatever. But when we when we were there so early that it didn't. But, so we would skate from 4th and Vine straight to Love, skate Love for hours, and then just hit all, like, the random, yeah, you know, city spots that you couldn't, you wouldn't get kicked out of on a weekday. That's not bad, though. Like, rat curbs. Like, I kind of wish I grew up skating, like, in Philly, like, early 90s. I got there, like, early 2000s, really. Yeah. So, you just want to move the mic a little bit closer? Yeah, sorry. No, you're good. I can't really hear you. Gotcha. I'm trying to, but... No, no, sorry. Well, like, so going back to, like, my first actual board was from Allied Hobbies. Oh, man. There, it was a it was a PAL Angel Boy deck. I can't remember what the whole graphic was, but it had the Angel Boy wheels, Orion trucks. I think it had... um. I think it had bones bearings in it too. I can't remember, but like I skated those Orion trucks for years, for like a couple years after that. I was just telling somebody the other day, one of my other friends, like we sent them there to get a board because they yeah. couldn't get to the city, and the dude sold him trucks, wheels, and four bearings because <laughs> they were like just loose, like NMB or German bearings. And, and they only gave shitty. him four. So then he got home and was like, he's like, I don't understand. This thing doesn't work like yours. Meanwhile, the wheels are like <laughs> rattling off. The so he only put one bearing in each wheel, yeah, so it it's like all lopsided. Like, Dude, just buy four more bearings. You'll be good to go. <laughs> That's funny as shit. Yeah. I don't know. So, I mean, basically growing up, mid-90s, just skating Philly. Yeah, and, so, and then I had, like, my mom lived at the shore every summer, so I got stuck to going down there because she wasn't letting me stay in the city by myself all summer so i would come back and forth and see my friends or my friends would come down and see me but ocean city was like this like our house was in ocean city we would so i'd skate there every summer so i'd yeah. see like the really good dudes from down there like omar and tony montgomery oh i miss tony yeah it's it's cool i still run into him once in a while he still rips like he's, he's always ripped you know he gave me that nickname right no he, he gave me wombat that's hysterical. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, this was when it was when we were both working at the park. Yeah, and uh, I think he said it to Red and somebody else. He's like, "Yo, you know who he look like? What he looks like?" I'm like, no, he like, looks like a wombat. I'm like, what the fuck? It's a wombat. 
And the first picture, like, they pull up, like, they, they like, typed it in on Google. And it was, like, this haggard-looking, like, animal with, like, some... <laughs> I, I kind of look like it now because I don't really have, like, the teeth. So, like, the front teeth were, like, all bucked <laughs> and, like, the upper lip was all jacked. I'm like, yeah, well, that's fucked up. I'm like, you gave me that fucking nickname. That's fucked, dude. That's awesome. Had it for... How long have I had it? Probably 20 years now. Yeah. I was, like, 16, I think. Dude, it's wild, right? Yeah, it's nuts. So, yeah. like, girl, like... So, like, growing up, like, you skated with, like, a bunch of people then. Like, did you, like, you skated love when, like, was it the Ricky era? Yeah. Like, Rick was all, like, Rick was always really nice to us. Um, all this, like, Matt and it was super quiet. But, like, we didn't go down there a ton. Yeah. But it would be more, like, we'd run into those dudes at sub. Like, we would go, like, that was, we only bought boards there. Just because Shane was always so nice to us. Yeah. And, like, super cool. Like, not the typical, like, skate shop vibe that you would get in the 90s yeah and like i definitely had heard stories of them like vibing other people out but i guess because he kind of knew us and knew we were there all the time yeah they would always be super cool and like uh skip was skip work there oh, i didn't know that yeah skip's like way way back no shit yeah skip used to work there skip wasn't so nice oh <laughs> <laughs> wow you know <laughs> i mean not that he's not a great guy but you know he'd be you know Back then. Back then, yeah, it's a little rough. Like, what the hell do you want? You're bugging me. I mean, I I get that because I I think that's how like hip hop got started. Like later on, oh, like totally. exit days. It was like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is Philadelphia. Like, I mean, Philly's known for just being complete assholes to a lot of people all the time. You gotta be brutal. Yeah. Like growing up here, like skating or not, like it just puts that like. It's pretty much ingrained in us, like. Yeah. have a guard up all time basically yeah and but it's never personal no like it's always like if something sucks i'm gonna tell you it sucks i was just listening to rick on uh anthony shetler's podcast and he's mm. like yeah i'm kind of an asshole he's like i'm <laughs> i'm just outspoken i speak my mind he's like people don't like that but that's just who we are he's like i'm not doing like wrong. you're a skateboarder i'm gonna like you because you're a skateboarder but if you do something stupid i'm gonna tell you it's stupid yeah you know, like, if you're even, like, kids nat right now cannot handle it. No, I can't. kids have told me, like, I'm negative and I'm a hater. It's like, yeah, I am. If you do something that sucks, like, I don't have a problem telling you. But I'm not telling you because I'm just trying to be a dick. I'm trying to tell you because I'm trying to help you. And, like, constructive criticism is not yeah. a thing anymore. No, not, not anymore. Like, that's why I, I like... hate to be that old guy that's like, oh, back in my day. But it's like... <laughs> learn from people that have done it and yeah. gone through it like yeah i was never a pro skater and i was never this and i was never that but i've been around enough people and seen enough people blow it that i know how you can kind of maneuver things to get where you need to go yeah that's why like when i sent your footage i was like give me the honest truth yeah because you know i'll be that asshole that's like well like eh. also like i wouldn't consider an asshole it's like i feel like there's a there's a better connection with certain people that mm. I know are going to tell me exactly what I need to hear, not what I want to hear. Yeah, I'm not going to fluff your ego. I'm yeah. going to say, like, this is good, but you could have done this better. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'll see, like, it's so stupid, but, like, I'll see a kid film a line where he's like, oh, kickflip this, and then a kickflip, and then a kickflip in a line, and then film the same line with, like, heel flip this, and then heel flip crook, and then this. And it's like, why don't you mix it up? Like, do a kickflip into a crook and then another and then a heel flip like you can 
don't have to do it all the same way and they don't get stuff like they don't see the big picture of like I don't know it's it's so weird throwing diversity of tricks and throwing diversity of tricks into something it makes it different it doesn't make it mundane it's you know you can make it your own fucking throw a pop show at revert in there stevie's done it i mean yeah but it's just, you know but you can't i don't know you just they don't like they don't, don't want to hear that no but whatever it's not my problem it's no. just me trying to be that guy of like hey you could try that but it's like they're not trying to hear it anymore no. so i think growing up in the 90s like skating like because i started like late 90s like early 2000s even then like it was you you would get that constructive criticism and it would be it would be good it would be a great learning experience like mm-hmm. yeah people come off as assholes but also at the same time like you have to read in between the lines mm-hmm. like on that stuff and do you think that helped that helped you out like kind of broaden everything yeah i was never going to be the best actual skateboarder but yeah. at least i knew what to do and what not to do and how to get a, I feel like anything I've gotten through skateboarding is just from learning how to interact with people yeah and kind of like not network because that's such like a shitty it's a t- business. It's, it's you a feel business. so like slimy <laughs> but like just being friends with everybody like not that like exclusive like even when like that like early 2000s ever like people from this shop didn't fuck with people from this shop didn't yeah. talk to people like i was friends with everybody yeah you know i, was, I saw that too i was working at g-spot but hanging out with the guys from exit and hanging out with you know these guys and talking to the people at final boarding and wherever like i just it made more sense for me to be cool with everybody yeah like that, I, I mean that way like i mean supposed to be helping each other out too like you know oh you guys got a spot let's go and that's kind of how you figure yeah, stuff out. I'll never out. forget my interview at G-Spot. The owner was like, so what are you, a final boarding guy or a packed guy? And I was like, <laughs> I'm an everything guy. I was like, I'm just, I was like, I'm not anything. I, I miss G-Spot too. It was a great shop. Oh, dude, there's so many good times there. It, I, I remember the first time, like, I heard about the shop, right? And so, like, going to my mom to, like, ask her, like, hey. And the way that I, I, I think I said it, it was kind of funny. I was like, hey, mom, you know where the G-spot is? And she is like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what, what the hell are you talking about? I'm like, it's a skate shop. And she is like, it just completely went over her head. I was like, maybe I didn't word that right. So Yeah, it definitely like, <laughs> made for some awkward conversations. <laughs> or like, but I mean, you couldn't, like, once you found it, it was a fucking purple house, too. So yeah, it, it stood it. out. Like, yeah, it was, perfect location. Yeah, I remember going up there for the first time, too. We took the bus. So, like, <laughs> I lived in Ben Salem, too. So, taking a bus up there, it took, like, two and a half hours. Yeah. For a 20, 30-minute car ride. Not even. Yeah, if that. So how do you get hooked up with, with all them guys up there? So, I went through, like, so many different eras of skating with people because skating was just all I ever did. Mm-hmm. So, like, I would go through, like, this group of friends, and then those guys would stop skating. So then I'd have to move on to a different crew of guys and, like, hang out with them all the time. So it was, like, there was, like, when I first started skating, it was, like, Roosevelt Mall crew, like, those guys. (laughs) And those dudes were the best. Like, I still talk to some of those guys now. But they all kind of moved on, got into other shit. So then I was, like, all right, well, I'm going to hang out with these people. And then I started hanging out at Jardell, 
Okay. And like there was a whole crew of dudes that just skated there. And then we would go skate other places, but like that was like home court kind of thing. Like mm. we would just skate those benches all the time. And uh, Chris would come down and skate every once in a while. So we kind of got to know him and like didn't really know a lot of the other dudes. Like I knew Kenyatta and those guys. And then a couple of years later, I was working at Vans in Jersey. Okay. Uh, and I worked there. McCarthy got me hired there. And I worked there. I only worked there for maybe like six months. And I broke my ankle and skating the mini ramp at FDR. So I'm there and I'm just laid up. So I'm working the pro shop, just like selling people boards. I'm like in a boot you know, cast. I do much. Just... Yeah, but I'm like in a boot cast just running around. But like those guys started coming down there, like Ian and Chris and those guys. So I started talking to Chris, whatever. And I don't remember how it happened, but I was talking to Ian the one day and I was like, dude, I'd really like to get a job at G-Spot. And he was like, oh, let me see what I can. And somebody happened to be leaving right at that point. Mm. And like a month later, I had a job. That's actually pretty sweet. Yeah, it just happened to be one of those things where somebody was leaving. They knew I already had skate shop experience. I'd worked yeah. like a couple places at that point. Um, and like, you know, we had gone street skating with them a few times. So they knew I wasn't like kooking it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it just worked out. And from there, like, you just kind of continue to like network all your stuff and just kind of continue to skate go out travel hang out with all different crews wherever the place like wherever yeah, you, cause I was you went still splitting time between jersey and philly so like i was still living in the northeast driving up to work at g-spot every day and then there was like a whole crew of like south jersey guys that i was hanging out with too like mazer mm -hmm. that did focus yeah you know that dude um him he came and like lived at my house in the northeast while he was going to the art institute okay um so he lived at my house for like a year. And so I was like getting to know him. And I was like, well, I had already known him for since for living down the shore. And then he was skating with these Wildwood kids. This kid, Eddie Fuentes, was crazy handrail kid. But he was just, if, oh, if he had lived up here, he would have done more. Yeah. But just being in that, like, especially then where there's like no social media, there's no anything like, no, like the only way anybody knew anything about him was if he came up here and he didn't really have access to coming up here all the time yeah so i mean he ripped he was so good but just you know it's a matter of location at that point yeah i feel like there's a lot of good people like it's just kind of from different areas that just kind of didn't kind of pursue anything else with it yeah or just when it doesn't work out you're like all right i gotta move on find you know another plan or whatever like some people keep skating and just don't focus on like the i'm trying to do skating as my thing yeah you like full-time career type type stuff yeah like you got to get a job you got to pay bills you got to do that shit well um, do you like back then too did you have like an angle like that you wanted to get to or just kind of just go with the flow with whatever dude i was just cruising just i was cruising i had no plan whatsoever except to like skate as much as i could work a job have money to put gas in my car and skate and that yeah. was it and it was just you know, I was 21, 22, just, you know, getting yeah. into whatever and just hanging out with those guys and trying to split time between, like, again, it's, like, so many different groups of people that I hung out with. And, yeah. You know, but then it opened up to, like, Mazer started working for Resolve, which was, like, before Focus, it was, like, a surf. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I, I remember that. So that was, like, a... 
Yeah, there was another like surf magazine that started that he first started working for, and then they started Resolve through that surf magazine, mm-hmm. and Resolve was all skate, but he was doing it through this other guy. Like it was the other guy was like putting up the money and paying everybody and all that stuff. And Mazur started working for him. And then I guess eventually it turned into he was like just started Focus instead, and, like start started his own thing. Nice, but he started getting shooting photos with all kinds of different people. So then he got like all these different crews of people. Like he started hanging out with the Westchester people and hanging out with these guys. And that's how, and then through the contest too, like I would meet all kinds of like people from different shops. Like I met all the Fairman's guys and all the kinetic guys. And, you know, so it was cool. Cause I got to kind of know everybody. And then it was like, you know, just mixing up time of like, oh, well, I'm going to drive out to Westchester today and skate with Andrew Cannon, or I'm going to drive to, you know, wherever. Yeah, wherever people were. But yeah, no goal whatsoever, aside from like, I'm going to skateboard as many different places as I can and hang out. And But yeah, no just no long-term plan. <laughs> how, did the, how did the Philly Am come about? So that started when I was living at the shore. Okay. Um, John Kranz moved down there to do to work for christian surfers and i was not, like i was in like a weird spot where like i really didn't know what i was doing mm-hmm. i was so philly i'm or the very first 316 contest was 99 so i was 19 okay i had no direction wasn't going to school wasn't doing anything um i was working at the surf shop and he started talking like they were doing so they had all this help to do these surf contests they would do like five surf contests a summer and they'd get huge turnouts and whatever so somehow he got the idea to do a skate contest down there and we're like there's a ton of skaters like i'm sure we could get people to come out yeah because like there was a good amount of skate scenes or um method was down there that shop in sea isle mm-hmm. um there was rumors of another skate shop opening and they opened like a year later so there was like Kai lived down there, Tony and Omar, Devin Connell, like mm-hmm. all these like super good dudes lived down there. Greg Simmons. Um, so John got the idea to do a skate contest, and he knew I skated, and like I tried to help him out with like the surf stuff he did because we were, were like we became pretty good friends quick. Yeah. But he just knew I had no interest in surfing whatsoever. Like I hate the ocean, I hate the beach, <laughs> I want nothing to do with that ever. Like I literally lived down the shore for. 10 plus years and like, yeah. I have no interest I went to the beach like four times like I just I hate it so much um like he took me out to something in California some like Christian surfers conference and all I did was skate the whole time like they would like go to like oh so we're doing this conference in the morning and then we're gonna go surf and I'm like all right I'm in California I'm going skating like yeah. I went and skated by myself and just like met up with people out there but it was very clear that I was like I have no interest in this aspect of what you're doing so he came back and was like, somehow got people to like fund this event that we did, because we didn't like somehow he got sponsors. Like I don't, I didn't understand how any of that stuff worked in the beginning. Yeah, like I didn't have any of those connections, but he got us enough product, and we built the first very con the very first contest we did. We got some ramps that a kid had at his house, and we fixed them up. Mm-hmm. And then we built a quarter pipe. We built a couple other things. And we had a decent contest. It was cool. Uh, and that was July of 99. Oh, shit. And then the following year, we did two contests. And we legit built a skate park. <laughs> it was, in, like, I can't believe how big some of the stuff we made. Like, I see photos now. And, like, we built a full pyramid that was portable. 
with like an up over and down hubba two quarter pipes another like bank giant bank ramp like so much stuff and like why like all in his garage how did you make it portable like you just throw like wheels we on had, like the no, bottom we had it? people he had enough connections with people that were into this surfing stuff so he got all these you know dudes in like their 20s and 30s to come and help us lift everything we they rented flatbeds we drove everything from his house which is my mom's house now like she bought his house when he moved yeah um in like right outside ocean city and now we drove them into ocean city to these basketball courts at any other time you'd skate them the cops would chase you out or give you tickets Mm -hmm. but we rented the courts for those days and they would let us have these skate contests there no shit so we did two that summer and it was awesome like we got so many random people came like i remember rich adler and ronnie gordon and all these dudes came down to skate it like this is like it kind of blew me away that like there was so i don't know if it's because there was so little happening in skateboarding like event wise that like people were like there's something happening we're going yeah you know like you're gonna drive to the shore for the day to skate some random contest but i mean it was sweet though it was cool. Yeah, it was very cool. Like, it was cool to, like, meet those guys. And at the start of that networking thing where it's like, oh, I'd seen Rich in, like, photos and stuff, but I never met him. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, every time we would run into each other after that, I'd be like, oh, hey, you know, I know this guy from this thing. That's pretty sweet. That reminds me of kind of like an 80s-style, like, DIY, like, little contest. But I think that's, a, how parking grew, lot. that's how John grew up. Yeah, I think that's, like, perfect, though, like, to even back then just to start a contest. Now there's so many parks out there to where, like, hey, if I want to start a contest, I can just go to this free park at this community park mm-hmm. and just, you know, do yeah, whatever. Was, we didn't have a skate park growing up. Like, no. I went to cheap skates a couple times, but that was, like, a hike for, my, like, my mom's, you know, for her to drive us up there to let us skate. Like, she had to, like, lurk in that area or, like, sit and wait because she wasn't driving another hour back home. Yeah. And then coming back two or three hours later to pick us up. I think I've only been there, like, maybe twice. Yeah. Like, and so, I'm like, maybe. I spent the first five years of skating, like, not knowing how to drop in because yeah. I never, there was no skate park, mm-hmm. you know. Um, But, yeah, we did that for, I think, two years. And then we moved up to, started doing there were more indoor parks started popping up. So we did them like all kinds of like, we were all over the place uh, everywhere that there was an indoor park. We tried to get into yeah. at one point we were doing four contests a year. I remember that it was why, because we had X park, we had vans, we had um, boards and blades. And then right after that was uh, oh, what was that other Westchester park? Oh. I'm drawing a blank. Yeah. I mean, they're the really I know. mellow hip. Oh, I can't think of it. Well, what was the what was the the park with a uh, the giant fucking euro gap in it? Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. I yeah, can't... what the hell is the name of that one? Was that that wasn't Boards and Blades, right? Boards no. and Blades was the other one. That was the tiny one. What was it? Borderline. Borderline. That's it. I I, I thought I was fucking going insane for a sec because I couldn't think there's of just, it. I'm like, but it's crazy. There's been that many indoor skate parks that have come and gone. Yeah. Three sixty. Three sixty was another one. Three sixty was the best. They'd have those old man nights. <laughs> that probably wasn't. You guys were probably too young. For I that. was young for that one. But we would work at G Spot and would close the store at like eight thirty instead of nine and drive and skate the nine to eleven session at 360 but you had to be over 18 to skate the park for that session yeah and it wouldn't make you wear helmets consider that being 18 and being being considered an an old man and yeah (laughs) back then 
I mean, skating didn't really last long for a lot of people. No, but for, but I mean, it's pretty sweet though. I mean, so ha- so getting connected with all these different parks like later on, what was that like? Probably was that early two thousands, mid two thousands. Yeah, I mean, we never missed a year. So and I we only did the like the portable park for two years. So I guess that would be like two thousand one. We started doing events at other parks because vans because okay. vans would be open by then. So we must have done one at Vans. I don't think you guys did one at X Park for a little while. I started working there in two thousand three, I think. Okay. I think they opened in two thousand two. Yeah, we Maybe definitely did a few. We did a bunch there, eventually. Oh, eventually, it was like twice, three times a year. I remember like just being there, working the event kind of sucked because you got like oh it's it's letting not only kids but like letting parents into the park were like this is such a fucking liability yeah on everything and if anyone gets hurt that's on the sidelines is yeah how do you even justify that it can't like but i mean we got off pretty like for all those contests i only remember one kid really getting hurt i think he broke his ankle yes yeah he crooked across the flat bar that was on yeah. the pyramid and when he came down his foot went the wrong way oh still gives me cringes yeah, because I at that park because I, I remember you were there. I think I I think I, think I called EMT. Him. Yeah, and I had a I kind of picked them up, moved them off to the side. I, I don't I don't remember where everybody else was. I think I was the only one that had some sort of basic life support training, like to even like help somebody like through that. I know that was like the biggest thing that scared. I only worked at a skate park for six months, like when I worked at Vans, and I was like, I never want to be the park guy because I just don't want to. I can't deal with that stuff. Yeah, there's so many times I had to deal with it, and I, I worked a park for. I, don't know, I think it was like, maybe ten years. So, so I don't know if you'll remember this. Do you remember when P. Bros broke his arm there? No. So you helped out in that one too. I, we might have, like, I might have been fucking wasted. <laughs> we were skating, like, the bike park section. Okay. And he, like, slipped backwards, broke both bar- both bones in his forearm. And I was like, dude, you're okay. Like, it's not a big deal. Like, we'll just get up. And he's like, no, no, it's really broken. And he, like, flopped his <laughs> arm in the air. I just remember, like, almost puking on him because I just, I can't deal with that stuff. And I went into, like, panic mode. And I, like, ran out. And I was like, hey, somebody's got to help him. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I remember you came out and then like I called his mom because he was like a little kid at this point, like maybe 14, 15. I remember like calling his mom and trying to figure it out. And then I was like, all right, let me get him a drink. Maybe that'll calm him down. And then like I just handed him a soda. I'll never forget. I handed him a soda and he looked at me like, dude, how am I supposed to open this? Like, my arm's broken. <laughs> oh. Like I just, my brain was not working. I was in such panic mode. That shit always sucks. Like I've seen twisted ankles, oh. especially one on a, on a, fucking ripstick <laughs> so random some uh, i give this kid credit because he, he tried to drop in on a six foot quarter pipe on a ripstick i give him some credit on that i'm like that takes some balls but it's also pure <laughs> stupidity just, yeah i was gonna say we're just stupid um so when he dropped in all i hear is like ah <laughs> like all the way in the back and it echoes up so i'm like i run out there i'm like what the hell like his ankle was complete 180 like toes were in the back where not, they're not supposed to be back there at I all. I can't deal with that shit. No, it, it was so bad. Like I've seen so many stuff, like even for myself, like I've had numerous concussions there just being an idiot. And then 
eventually we started having shows there like small like yeah, little I bands that. that was a terrible idea <laughs> real terrible like it was horrible super bad but i mean think about how lucky we were to have that place oh dude that place i think it formed so many good things like especially for like a lot of like younger kids like even for myself even though i fucked People a lot of it came up. from all over to skate there yeah and then like um, we were lucky enough to have kids that were motivated to be like aunt travis and aunt travis. like i remember filming seeing, montages um, and putting them out and that sparked of like man look at the scene that's going on there yeah and look how many good kids are there and it's only just it's just a skate park like an indoor skate park but it, it, just, was, it was the vibe of the place and like just the way it was set up was great for everybody like it had something for everybody yeah it really did and i think like just seeing all that because like even having like the contest there like ben hatchell came numerous times so many random kids came like we would have those contests and there would be like new york and virginia and like ben's from virginia yeah like so many random dudes that i'm like oh i remember that guy and he grew up to be so-and-so yeah you know they're like a lot of kids like you know it would be ben ashad uh tom tom would skate every once in a while kyle frederick fucking killed it all the time yeah and then just watching everybody just kind of blow up for me, it was mind blowing. I was like, "Holy shit!" Like I'm, I'm not like a part of it, but I get to watch it happen. But yeah, just being in the the scene and like mm-hmm. watching it is was as good as being part of it. Yeah. So for me, it was like, yeah, I, I I know these people. Am I like best friends with them? No. But like, just for me, like looking back, I get to see like the progression of everything. Yeah. Shit. I mean, there's it's like X Park. There's nothing like it. Like it's. No. You know, and now, of course, I met my wife there, so it's like one of those, <laughs> you know. It's an iconic spot. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't even like a, a, a specific spot. It was just a hangout for a lot of people. Yeah, I would just go there, not even to skate, just to like be around everybody. Like I'd be hurt and like there was no chance I was skating, but I was yeah. still going just to, Dude, oh, I, I got w- an hour to kill. I'll go see who's at X-Bar because you know there's going to be somebody there. Yeah. Dude, I would go there on my days off. Yeah. Just to hang out. Then the one day I walked in and Ashad was there with Brian Anderson. Like, yeah. What? And there was no one there. Just, like, just them and like a couple scooter kids. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Like, why? So many. Like, even like, even when I left this one and I went out to Denver, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, that. I met so many pros out there, but I was also fucking it up myself. So, but like, even like meeting all these pros and running a whole park by myself yeah i was 22 years old so it was like running a park and just watching all these dudes just come through i'm like this is insane like meeting like people like i watched in videos just growing up mm-hmm. uh kenny anderson I, i've met a couple times out there yeah kenny's awesome um a bunch of on danny montoya i've met before oh, toy. audio awesome. days yeah um whole audio team like came out so it was like kenny anderson danny montoya um who, who else was there oh i loved when there um, would be like random demos crop was there. out there too at the time i think dude it was nuts it was pure insanity but um, i mean even just pro wise like i look at philly am and john and i talked about it the one day and i was talking with some talking about it the other day to somebody there's like over 30 people that have skated our contests over the years that have pro boards now it's pretty fucking sweet. Like, it's just crazy to yeah. think, like, 
and like some of them came and skated one or two like yeah. Trevor Colden or somebody like that where it's like oh they just happened to be here yeah and they skated one but then you have people that like came up skating them you know and like even the younger dudes now like I'm sure Joey O'Brien's getting a board soon I'm sure Junior's yeah. getting a board soon yeah definitely you know, I, it's like I, and I they've don't... been you know they came and skated our contest when they were like 13 it's crazy watching all these kids just like grow up and still do something with skating not saying that like we don't but you actually do more than me in skating anyway so like so so moving forward you guys are still doing the contests are you, are you guys still doing them now or so covid really screwed a lot of stuff up so we didn't so 2020 was the first year that we didn't do anything yeah uh, i think he might have done the bowl jam in the fall i don't remember but i right. never really did those um, I went and helped with a few of them, but it's just, it's so far out of the way and it's always like on a weeknight. So I just, it doesn't work out for me yeah. and the, not going to the bowl jam isn't exactly something I'm dying to go to. Yeah. Um, like it's cool that he does it. Don't get me wrong, but it's just not, you know, something I need to, he's got plenty of help for that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but the street contests, I'm all about those. And like we've done, yeah, we did at least one a year, usually two, sometimes four yeah. from, 99 to 2019 shit dude yeah 20 2020 we missed uh 2021 it's maybe it's really hard because a lot of our sponsors aren't willing to sponsor in-person events this year really yeah i think with like covid stuff like i think they don't want their name attached to something if you know like there's like you know some kind of weird like yeah that's a I don't know how I feel about that. I get mixed vibes from that. I'm like, it's cool. Like you're like you're looking out for your brand, but at the same time, like it's kind of, I don't know. It doesn't really make sense. I mean, yeah, that's like just I'm my sure head. like the smaller board companies would be cool with it, but yeah, we try to like go. For, we can't do an event without some kind of financial backing. Yeah, like ever like these the townships that we've worked with before. See how many people come out, and they think we make like bank on those contests. We don't make anything. Yeah, I figured. By the time we pay for insurance for the year, because, like, we bring our own insurance to it. It's not like we're, yeah, you know, just going in with, like, like going in no blind, plan. Like, yeah. Yeah, no, they buy an, an insurance policy for the year that's not cheap. Um, we I gotta, would imagine. Yeah, we got to pay the DJ. We got to, you know, buy stuff. We pay all the judges at least a little bit or, like, you know, make sure they have product if we don't have a big turnout. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of money that goes in before we even, you know, start the day mm-hmm. so we don't really ever make money off of it so we have to find some kind of like financial sponsor yeah so like a big company like van sponsored the last couple of years so i understand like they're a giant corporations so they yeah. can't really yeah they can't really throw their name out there like that yeah that's 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 fucking crazy but it's actually good at the same time because i think like when contests do start to like come back i mean outside the olympics mm-hmm. um I th- I think it will just be a, a fucking boom because I, I think – I don't know what your thoughts on the Olympics are, but I think there's going to be a, a huge boom in kids, like, trying to, like, just go on so. – just fucking sending it hard. Yeah, I don't love it because it's not the part of skateboarding that I care about, but at the same time, I'm not opposed to it. Like, yeah. You, like, some – dude nose blunting a rail in tokyo right now is not affecting me going out and filming a line tomorrow no you know it's like if anything it gives kids more skate parks you know more boards are going to get sold and in the long run i hope i my angle 
for that would just be I guess like a little bit less strict on the streets for for us who still streetscape. But so I feel I don't, like I don't it could go either happening. way because the more parks that come up, mm-hmm. the more opportunity there's for like, why are you here? Go to the skate park. Yeah. Like people don't get that. Like I was, I looked at some video the other day and it was like some, you know, thing I saw on Facebook and it was like all the comments were people that don't skate. Mm-hmm. And it was all like, well, if you weren't in the streets and bothering people, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, we've been dealing with this shit for 30 years. Like, <laughs> it's not going away. But they're like, oh, well, there's a skate park right down the street from there. Why can't they just go there? Because like, it's not the same. Yeah. And it's kind of funny, too. It's usually people like around our age, too, telling us that we should go to the skate park. Yeah, when you're older than <laughs> yeah. the security guard that's kicking you out of the spot. I'm like, dude, like, we're the same fucking age. Get out of here. Like, just move along. Yeah. I mean, that's what I... I that's what happens in my head, at least. Like, I'm just like, whatever, dude. I'm, I'm over people my own age telling me to, like, grow up a little bit. Yeah. yeah Somebody told me that, too. Like, so, like, you remember when I broke my elbow, right? Mm, Probably not. Was so, it a while like, ago or recently? No, nah, it, uh, it was a while ago. So, I, I just got sober. Oh, okay. You just moved into your house. I helped you out. Yeah, yeah, when you helped me do the... Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I went up to Falls, and I was doing a... I stacked up the boxes so it's too high. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to backlip it, and then my back truck clipped the box, and I go flying backwards and break my elbow so it doesn't even completely go straight anymore. And I go to this meeting, and uh, some lady was like, you know you're getting a little too old to skateboard. I'm like, I'm 28 at the time. I'm yeah. like, uh, I don't think so. So they're like, don't like, tell you me. Have no idea. Yeah. Like, don't tell me like I'm, I'm getting too old or like, you know, I need to grow up. It's just don't, I, I don't do well with authority, you know, at all. Yeah. I, I don't, don't necessarily have a it. problem with that aspect of it. It's like the, the cool guys that like try and tell me like, Oh, you should do this. And I'm like, but I'm doing what I was still doing mm-hmm. when I was like in high school, I'm like, you guys are watching other people do it. Yeah. Like you guys are, or like, Oh, like you played baseball in high school. Now you're in some like softball league. Like, wasn't that <laughs> not to sound sexist, but like that was the sport for girls. And now that's what you're doing and drinking beers and doing whatever. I'm like, nah, dude, I'm good. I'm yeah. still doing the same thing that I was doing then and loving it just as much. Yeah. And then, how, how did Rad Dads come about, too? So it was just, I got a VX, and we started filming, and it was just a matter of, like, what do we do with this? Mm-hmm. And then, like, Brypod started skating again. I started, you know, I was filming. Mike was filming. We all had, like, a stack of footage. And mm-hmm. we're like, well, what do we do with this? And uh, I don't even, like, it was just one of those things we, like, joked about it in, like, a group chat. And then all of a sudden McGinnis sent a text the one day with like the Muska logo (laughs) with like just the, you know, reading the book to the kid. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, we should do something with this rad dads thing. He's like, we're all, he's like, all of us have kids. Like we should figure it out. Like what could we do? I'm like, let's just make a video. So like we wound up, you know, playing around like, thank God for Corey because I'm the least artistic person in the world. (laughs) But I have, like, ideas. I'm like, oh, we could do this. We could do this. And he would, like, make them happen because he was so fucking talented. But I just had no, like, I'm not that guy. Yeah. Like, you can, it's basically, like, you can think, like, you can come up with a thing 
like a concept for something. It's just putting pen to paper type yeah. deal. You can't really, yeah, I'm yeah, the same I, way. Like on a computer? No. no. I got no zero talent when it comes <laughs> to that stuff. He's like, oh, you got to make this the right font. And I'm like, it, it looks right to me. He's like, it's not. Yeah. Like, and he would be like <laughs> that same, that brutal honest of like, good try. Now let me do it. Yeah. You know, that, but that's why he was the best. Um, and it was, uh, so we made stickers and I was just like joking around, like talking about it. And then I went to a super thing at rain mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh, Ellington, like Ellington's so sick. Like I've met him a few times, but super nice dude. And like, he's got kids. I'm like, Oh, maybe I can get a picture of him with a rad dad sticker. So I gave him a sticker and he was like, Oh, he's like, let me have a bunch. So I gave him a bunch. And then he's like, Oh, so I got him to take a picture with it. And he's like, you should make t-shirts. And like I again, it was something I had I didn't know anything about making T-shirts. So yeah. I'm like, all right, um, maybe I, I was like I will. I was like I'll I was like I'll look into it. He's like, if you do, send them to me. That's pretty fucking sweet. So I was like, oh, let me see. So I looked, I talked to Mike at Ambler, and he's the man. Like, I was like, oh yeah, we can do them. We'll do it like this. Blah blah blah. So like, I sent him the file that Corey sent me. Mm. Had shirts in like two weeks. Jeez. I was like, all right, well, let me. I was like, I had no idea what the hell I was doing. So I started the Instagram. Uh, I think I had started at that point, but I was like, all right, well, we're going to make a video. I was like, let me make t shirts. And then whatever money I make towards the t shirts, like, just goes back to like buying tapes and putting gas in the car. Like, I'm not going to make money off of this. Yeah. So I sent Eric t shirts through Chachi because he was working at Baker still, or he still works at Baker, mm-hmm. but he was at Baker at the time. So I'm like, hey, can you get these to Eric for me? He asked about them. To Like a month later, there's, um, he sent me a picture of him wearing it. And like a month later, there's like a Supra Europe tour. Yeah. He's on the tour wearing the t-shirt. That's sick. And then there was like a, they had that Sockadelic sock company yeah. in his ad for that, was wearing the t-shirt. That's pretty sweet. It's nuts. So every time we made t-shirts, I would send them out there to him. And he was just wearing them. Yeah. So he liked them. Yeah. He was just like, these are cool. Like, he's like, I like what you're doing. That's sick. He's kind of keeping it like low key. It's like, it's like homies type shit. Yeah. yeah. He's never advertising it. Yeah. But just the fact that he's like, dude, you took the time to take that to France with you. Yeah. To wear it. Yeah. You know? And it's cool. Like I've gotten, you know, a couple other people like sent Ragdoll a shirt. <laughs> like so many <laughs> random, like. Ragdoll's a fucking man, though. He's. But I'd be I like, like him. Oh, like, like I would talk to dudes randomly, or like they would DM the Instagram and be like, "Hey, can I get a shirt?" Yeah. You know, or I would like get people to, you know, take pictures if they came to town. Like, oh, this guy's got kids. Let me get a picture with them doing it. Nice. Yeah, but Ellington was the one that was like just all over it, just pushing it. Was it so damn nice. Yeah, that's pretty sweet, though. But yeah, we made the, you know, we made the first video all VX and like I got a ton of people to like send in tricks like to the point where we had a dad's friend section and then just like a regular friend section. Yeah. We have so many people that we know that we're like, oh, have a trick in it. Like get this guy. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. So it was cool to have like two separate parts and dudes from all over the place. And then I was like, all right, well, we made these shirts and we made like, I think six or eight different graphics and then like different people would hit me up like. I sent them all over the place and like dudes that didn't even know us would just wear it. And then yeah. some random dude got a rad dad tattoo, like in the same font. <laughs> He's like, Oh, I saw your logo. and just thought it was cool. I'm like that's yeah. crazy. <laughs> that's pretty bonkers. 
Yeah. So it was like dead for a little bit. I sold my VX. I was like, all right, I'm never making another part again. I'm like 30, yeah. what was this? 35 at that point. I was like, we're never making another video. I'm going to sell my VX. We'll just film everything on our phones. Got a GoPro or film. Like, and again, it just started with like, all right, let's play around and see what we can do. And Brypod the one day sent a drawing of like R2D2 mm-hmm. and it said RDV2. And it had like a VX and like a GoPro <laughs> tape to it. Like, I'm like oh, maybe we should. So we started like, and we're like, we'll give ourselves exactly a year and see what comes of it. Yeah. And that was cool. We made a second one, made sure we kept the parts a lot shorter. Yeah. Like just, again, that learning curve. Like, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. You know, like I'm just importing footage, putting on a thing. Like some people's parts are like five minutes long. Like no one's watching a five minute part. So, I mean. Well, it depends on who. But like a homie video, yeah, five minute uh, part is not necessary. Homie, I, I love you all, but I'm not sitting there watching six minutes of six minutes of footage for you yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. So, i mean if you yeah, want me to decipher it yeah but as a part i'm no now if it's a mark suchu part like verso yes yeah, that's a whole different that's story. a whole different ball game but yeah so we're like all right second video no one's part's gonna be longer than like two two and a half minutes keep it short keep mm-hmm. it tight um and that was cool everybody you know came through and had little sections we added uh sean the barber nice. he had a part in there um but yeah, we made a couple shirts there, but with, I think the first thing that really killed the Radnads idea was Corey passing. Yeah. Like it was just, it made it really hard for me because he was such a big part of it. And then X Park closed and it was, you know, one of those things where like, that was kind of like the hub that we were doing everything out of. Um, so that was like a huge blow and it kind of like killed the motivation for the, to do anything after that. So then I made like a couple of things after that. Like we made stickers and I think we made one shirt for the second video. Um, but after that, it was like, it was cool. We got to do a premiere at Dogwood and a bunch of the homies came out mm-hmm. and that was fun. We had a, uh, we got to make boards through uh, that Australian company. Nice. So, and that was, it was cool just to have them. And then it just got weird. <laughs> like, the first two graphics were ours. They made a third one that, like, I didn't really have any feedback on. Yeah. And I was like, dude, what is, what is this? Like, it's not That's not what like, I want to yeah, do at not all. Not going to fly. Yeah. So I just, like, that deal got cut off. Those dudes are still making those boards, but yeah. not us. Yeah. Uh, and then I started seeing, like, that logo pop up on, like, T-shirts at, like, Walmart and Target and shit. And, like... You know, Father's Day back. It's like, congratulations, Rad Dad. And, like, Tony Hawk with, like, the bagel bite shit. And be like, oh, here's this Rad Dad board. And I'm like, all right, this is dead to us. Yeah. It it was what it was, but it's – I can't do it. It's so, like, cringy. Like, even to think about – like, I can't wear the shirts now. Like, I feel like it's so – Yeah, I kind of feel bad because I have one shirt over my closet, and I'll wear it sometimes at night. Because it's funny, like I love the shirts themselves because they're like really nice material. Like I yeah. paid the extra to get like nicer, get them printed on nicer shirts. But yeah, dude, it's just, it's so cringy now. Like I can't, yeah, I can't do it. It's I, I don't blame you. I mean, I mean, I love what it was for us. Like it was cool and it like it opened up a lot of things. But I don't know, just not. I mean, it ran its course, really. Yeah, exactly. You know? We had its time and. You know. Everything evolves, and it's just not what we want to do. And so, what are you doing now? So like I did you. another part for my 40th birthday, which is so two years ago. I filmed all that. That was all GoPro too. Yeah. So it was like 
Rad Dads, Rad Dads 2, the 40th birthday part. Um, and then I, not too long after that, I met this dude. Um, there's a board company in New York called Dead on Arrival. Mm-hmm. And I met the dude that owns it. Like, I just started talking to him through Instagram. Um, the dude, John Devine, he's like a kinetic dude. He's like, grew up around there. Mm-hmm. Um, but he lives in New York now. He rode for it. And I was like, oh, what is this brand? And then he started doing a podcast. So I started like listening to it, getting, and it kind of like, all right, I get, like, I understand who this dude is. And uh, he seemed very like the kind of guy I would like, like to hang out with, very like self deprecating sense of humor. Yeah. And like their graphics, everything they do is like super like 90s inspired. Uh, Cause that was just like the heyday of like when he really loved skating. Not that he doesn't love it now, but. It's just such for a, us like like yeah, looking at it back then it was like yeah and extremely he would, raw. He was doing like sp- variations of graphics from back then, yeah. Which I thought was cool. He's doing capsules of like oh here's a a fit from like you know like that San Francisco company. Mm-hmm. Um, he did like a capsule of fit, and he did a um, Pat Washington like guest board in that series. Like he took somebody that rode for that company, did a board with them and then did like graphics that looked like those. And then he did an American dream one and had Jimmy Chung boards. Oh shit. And I think I, I think I seen you riding that board. Getting to know Jimmy has been like the best. Cause I didn't really know him when we were younger. Yeah. I'd always like see him around, but like didn't really. And then he just kind of like disappeared. And, uh, randomly he popped up at one of the Philly Ams. I was standing with Vernon. He's like, why why is jimmy chung here i was like what do you mean and like dude he quit skating for 17 years 17 years he, he quit? just had like family shit and it was just like i'm done Walk, <clears throat> walked away from skating and like didn't think about it at all for like 17 years that's wild yeah and then just came back and he's like i want to say he's like 45 now and rips like he's one of my favorite people to watch and skate with Jeez. and he's like the nicest dude Definitely one of the, like my favorites, and he hit me up when we were filming Rad Dad's Two, and was like, "Hey, if I'm gonna have a like a guest clip, he's like, can I put it in your part?" He's like, "Since like we kind of like become friends, he's like I think that'd be cool," and I'm like, "Yeah, like not even a question." <laughs> like, it was like, "Yes, absolutely." Like this is so sick. That that is so yeah. He sick. had that terror guest board, and then uh, I guess that was like you know a one and done and. You know, he linked up with Steve from DOA. They did two boards, and then they did another two boards this past fall. So it's like, and so, I mean, like I said, he's just still ripping, like, so fun to be with. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, so I got to know Steve, the owner of this company, and we went, Mike and I went up and skated in New York with him for a day. And then I guess whoever was doing their sales quit or, like, you know, just they didn't, it didn't work out. Mm Mm-hmm. So he randomly hit me up and was like, hey, John Devine mentioned, he's like, maybe you'd be interested in doing sales for DOA. I'm like, uh, I've done a lot of shit in skateboarding randomly. I'm like, but I've never been like a sales rep for anything. He's mm-hmm. like, it's really not that hard. Yeah. I'm like, okay. I was like, I'll give it a shot. I was like, I will do the best I can to try it out. And it's literally like, I just send emails at night, you know, sitting on my couch. I'm like, oh, here's this shop. I'll hit them up and see if they want to bring some boards in. Yeah. And with the pandemic shit, it was, like, so hard for us to get boards. But then as soon as we had them coming, then we sold out the whole season for the fall in, like, a day, maybe two. So it was, like, the job was pretty crazy. 
I feel like that you were probably meant for for sales anyway, especially with a board company. And it's getting to know sh the people at the shops is awesome. Like so many shops from like random ass places that I'll never go to. Like there's a shop in Tennessee called Comfort. Mm -hmm. Dude's super. The owner Chris is super cool. There's this kid that rides for them that is pro for us now. Really? Uh, this dude Herb, he's amazing. Oh shit! Yeah, Herbert Brown. Check him out. That's and, uh, name. Dude, he's. <laughs> <laughs> it's out of random thought. <laughs> yeah, but no, Herb's Herb rips. Like so technically talented, it's nuts. That's pretty sweet. Um, but yeah, it's been really cool. Like getting to know people at these shops. Like there's um, shops all over the place. Like new york shops and we're a lot on the east coast but then like it's been cool to like use connections that i have to get shops open other places mm -hmm. um like i talked to mike Manitas. do you remember that dude i do remember him so he owns a shop in california now and it's called atlas and it's like the shop that like suits you grew up riding okay, for yeah I, yeah i've heard of it before yeah and it's super cool like they always do really cool stuff like i've been like nerding out over like these dunk raffles and like every time they do a dunk raffle like it's all benefiting like you have to make a donation to like this food kitchen that they have in their city or whatever yeah that's cool like just they do a lot of cool stuff and they brought boards in this season like i hit a mic and i'm like i don't know if you remember me even but uh i was like i'm doing this board company he's like oh yeah totally let's give it a shot so that's they, pretty sweet they took boards in yeah I, I i really think that you were meant to just Sticking in skating and just and, and being in sales, it's, it might sound shitty to a lot of people, but with your personality and how you have already made, like, connections with so many different people just in this area, I'd say, like, tri-state area, like, mm -hmm. Philly, PA, Jersey, New York, you know, and I'm branching out all the way out to California because that's where, like, Vern lives, Kai lives out there, and, like, a bunch of other people that, that we both know. I think just networking, I think that's like perfect job for you. Yeah, I, and I just love talking to people about skateboarding. Like yeah. there's so many like weird, intricate things when it comes to like that you can nerd out on or it's like, there is, you know, so many different things. Yeah. Like, and people like, it's like, oh, this is my favorite skater. I'm like, I hate your favorite skater. <laughs> <laughs> but then like, you probably hate my favorite skater. And probably. that's totally cool. And like, we can still, you know, it's. I don't know. And so I was trying to describe somebody to the other day. They were talking about how um, if something could be, like, tainted afterwards, like Michael Jackson's music. Like, can you listen to Michael Jackson's music now knowing, like, all the weird Michael Jackson shit? Yeah. And they're like, can you still appreciate it? Like, can you separate that? And I was talking about it. I'm like, it's such a weird world for me because – like the average kid isn't going to run into LeBron no. at the local court, but like I've ran into Mark Johnson, mm -hmm. you know, at these ledges and be like, what? The, like last year we went to, how many, two years ago, we went to ABC ledges in the Staten Island. And Shane O'Neill was there. Just him and a filmer. That's random. Yeah. They were like in New York for the day and they went there. Yeah. I'm like, you're not, the average kid is not going to run into, you no. know, so someone like, like oh, of, of, so my experiences with those people of like, no, Shane was super cool. Like when we talked to like we talked to him a little bit, but we were trying to like give him his space and he was like, No, you guys just skate. Like don't worry about what I'm doing. Like don't feel like you're in the way. Like just skate. Have, like don't yeah. you know, don't don't make it a thing. I, I feel like most skaters are like that too. Especially like pros, like 
if you're going to skate, just, just go skate. Yeah, like, just, definitely I'm met doing some my people that thing. are assholes, but, yeah. you know, it is what it is. I mean, I've always let people, like, do their thing. Like, if you're filming, I'm going to – I'll go over here so you have your space. Yeah, like, but the so, fact that he was like, no, no, you guys, like, don't worry about me. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm good. I got what I'm doing, but you guys can skate and, like, don't worry about being in the way. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Like, and people are cool. Like, that's the way to do it. Yeah. I don't know. And you got to, you got to, you're working on a part now too, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love your laugh. Been working <laughs> on it for like a, a year and a half. Like, I just had a bunch of footage. I think Pat was like cons- talking about doing something. Like, he, we, I just started filming with him because he got a camera. And then I wound up getting a camera. So we're like both just filming and we were trying to figure out what to do with it. And then uh, Steve offered to edit a part for me. And I've never, like, in all the parts I've ever had, I've ne- never had anybody else touch my footage. It's always just been me doing it. Like, mm. I've always edited everybody's parts. Yeah. But I just didn't know. So it was kind of, like, an exciting idea to, like, have somebody else play with it and be like, oh, yeah, this was good. This isn't making it. Like, have him make the Like, here's my folder. Do yeah. what you want with it. <laughs> so it's it's just exciting like i have no clue what it's gonna look like how it's gonna be done but that's pretty sweet when's that uh is it so are you gonna put it out on youtube yeah i'm just gonna yeah it'll be throw it out there yeah everything just goes it's you know it's not like i'm trying to make money or something like no one's paying to watch my shit (laughs) (laughs) like washed up guy 42nd birthday yeah it's it's wild like you know that like the older we get, we still find inspiration to do certain things. Yeah, right? every part I put out, I'm like, oh, well, this is my last one. <laughs> I mean, I've been working on one for I don't even know how long, three years, four years. It's, it takes that amount of time at this point because your yeah. time is so limited. Well, I mean, my last part was also, what was it, 2007? <laughs> so I, I think it was a nincompoop video. And that was like my last part. So like I, I like I've had footage in between, but also like, no, I went down. I went down the left side of the road instead <laughs> of the right. So I kind of got derailed for a little bit. And then coming back, like I just that's all I wanted to do is just skate. I want to film. I went out and bought a GoPro and slowly getting footage together. But like mainly in like the past year, for me, like pandemic was great. Mm-hmm. It, it was so weird. Is like I still went to work because essential personnel type bullshit same thing and then nobody was out no yeah. like everybody was in lockdown I'm like fuck this i'm going out yeah like jabo was like my savior i bought that uh bench from him yeah and i had that school around the corner that was like super smooth ground so i skated all the time just like it, it, i wasn't filming a ton but it was still like all right well you know i'm getting tricks i'm feeling i'm not not skating yeah even by yourself and just like, like you oh, have I a can't bench. Skate so. by myself, it's terrifying. Oh, <laughs> I think the old like, the, <laughs> the sense of like self preservation, it's terrifying. I can't it, like I get so in my head, trying anything more than like super basic shit skating by myself. Like even if like flat ground or anything like that. Nothing. Oh, I like basic flat ground but anything where it's like oh you could slip out and fall and knock yourself out and then you're stuck in this parking lot by yourself <laughs> but i mean it was great because the kids were coming with me yeah so like just the fact that there was somebody else there made me feel fine yeah but just being like absolutely alone was like terrifying 
I went out by myself like I don't know probably a couple of weeks ago there's a flyer skate zone right over there mm-hmm. there's a basketball courts and and tennis courts right across the street it's like okay, a little yeah, park yeah, I know what you're talking about so I, I just went there right into the tennis court just did some tricks I mean I could go to Eden too that's right down the street but it's the basketball courts are always filled yeah I was gonna say that was the always. best that was the highlight of pandemic was oh dude I loved no, it no rims on the thing yeah they took the rims off and uh, the one day, the, the guy that like runs the place, <clears throat> the guy that runs the place, he came up to us one day. Is like, and he just put like the nets on. He's like, these fucking dudes don't clean up after themselves, but I see you guys out here every week cleaning up after them. I should just take the nets back off. I'm like, yeah, you, you should yeah, because be they're dickheads. <laughs> like we're trying to like we keep it nice so we have a place to skate, and it's I mean it's common courtesy for a lot of people. But yeah, like, and half the time it's not cool. even the basketball kids. It seems like there's like everybody goes there late at night to drink or whatever because it's always just broken bottles that you find the next morning. I mean, I, I went there to party as a kid too. So, yeah. <laughs> but I also skated there too. So Were like, you I always at the, kept it clean. Uh, the premiere they had there for the almost video? No, I don't think uh, I did was, go there. Exit did it, and they did the somehow they rented out that building. And they did like a premiere inside, and everybody just skated the spot for like hours before and after. It <laughs> yeah, was so I don't, fun. I, I don't think I I went to that one. Yeah, that was. I don't know if night. I was like. I don't know what I was doing. I was probably out drinking somewhere, getting yeah. plastered. You know, the same shit. I, yeah, <laughs> I don't remember. I couldn't tell you what year that was. Yeah, but. I, I don't. I don't know. That's sweet, man. Like you got a part coming out, and then what? What else you got going on, man? <sighs> Dude, the same stuff. The same shit. It's like, yeah, once this part's over, I don't know. I'm just, I'm going to keep filming everybody else, you know, see what happens from there. whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just going to be business as usual right after that. It's just going to be like, oh, if I film something, cool, but I'm not like, like I haven't been skating skate parks at all, really. Like every once in a while, like if if that's where everybody's going, I'll come and link up. But it's like, if I get a chance to get out, I want to go hit a street spot. Yeah. Like I want to try and get a clip or whatever. But now it's like once that's over, it's like you can kind of relax a little bit. Mm-hmm. Even though there's like the only pressures coming from inside my own head. I'm like, oh, no, I, I got to be doing this. Like it's got to be done. I Especially now with this window of like I have like two weeks left. <laughs> but it's um, not that bad, though. Could no, be worse. It's, yeah, it's just all in my head. Yeah. You know, it's like I just don't want to look like. Like, I already know I'm going to look like the old guy who's just trying to, like, hang on. But uh, it is what it is. Hey, man. I mean, there, there's a lot I of I did a couple that, things in there that, like, shit. I'm happy with. Yeah. And the rest of it is all just, you know, it is it is what it is. I mean, you're their biggest critic anyway. Yeah. So it's like, even if I go out, like, and I do, like, what looks like a, a, a perfect line, I'm like, nope. Let's, we got to redo it. Yeah. There's, there's something about it that's. You're never going to be happy with I mean, everything. It's, it's the biggest conflict because skateboarding, I, I believe, is for perfectionists. And nothing is ever perfect. And you have to, like, as you get older, you have to just start, like, accepting, like, it's okay that it's not perfect. Yeah. But there's a line of, like, oh, that's really not good. <laughs> Like, you know, there'll be a line where you film and you're like, that push was terrible. Like, that no like never mind like you know or like you know, the smallest you, little you film shit. a trick and like the person doesn't really know how to film yeah 
And it's like, oh, you're like six miles away. Like it's fisheye. So yeah. I can't use that. Like, like, I, I, I appreciate your effort, yeah. but at the same time, that's a no-go. It's like, dude, like you're so far away. It's like, oh, it's how I phone with my phone. Like, it's, it's a whole a, different yeah, thing. Yeah. It's, it's not your phone. Even my phone has a wide-angle lens on it, and I can still get closer. Yeah, but, I mean, it is what it is. You just yeah. take – I take what I can get at this point. Yeah. I don't blame you. That's so. pretty sweet, man. Let me ask you this. what What's your all-time favorite skate video? Um, I mean, you've been around for what thirty years? You said skating twenty five. Twenty five. Yeah, because it's 20, 25, 26, somewhere in that range. Um, probably the Sub Zero video or Eastern Exposure three. Ooh, those were e- like Eastern Exposure three. Those were like my, you know, we watch it every single go-tos. day, like multiple times a day. Every time we would come home from skating, that was what we put on. They you know, really like, had such a good scene back then too. Yeah. I feel like Philly took over like the early '90s and mid '90s at the same time. It was just the great skating. The yeah, it had that footage. weird transition of like it was like Rick and all those guys, and then it transitioned into like the Josh and Stevie era, yeah. and like that was still so incredible. Oh, dude! And like there yeah, were I... so many talented people all here, and yeah. like you would never know who you were gonna run into. Now, it could be running into Fred Gall one day, and the next day you're running into uh, – even Pat Corcoran was, like, around, like, back then, too. Oh, Pat Corcoran was so sick. Oh, so good. He's – so he grew up with, like, uh, that dude, Sean the Barber. Yeah. So he was at the Rad Dads 2 premiere. Oh, sick. Like, I had no idea who he was until Sean introduced me, and I was like, damn, that's so random, but it's so sick that he's there. But, yeah. like, he's another one who's just like, nope, I'm done. I'm yeah. good. I know he was – he owned Pact for a little bit. No, he he rode for them, but he didn't have anything. Like I, I thought he. No, he was like a kid. Yeah, oh, you never know. I thought he was like in his twenties. Like, yeah, dude owns a shop. That's pretty sweet. And yeah. then it just kind of. Yeah, no, those two, there. those two dudes, Mike and Scott. Okay. Owned it, and then like Scott's kid. Holy shit, that kid is so good. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's wild. Like it, looking back, like there were so many skate shops all the way around, and now that. We are fortunate, man, because I talk to people like collectors and stuff now because I've gotten so deep into like the skate collecting nerd shit that like I talk to people and they're like, oh, yeah, the closest skate shop's like an hour away. And I'm like, I have seven skate shops within like a half hour, 45 minute drive. Yeah. So we got Nocturnal still down the city. Best dudes. Dogwood. Uh, That shop's been open a little while now, a couple of years. Five or six years now. He just moved. Yeah. Has it been five or six? Yeah, it has been five or six years. Yeah. I remember going to um, when he first opened it. I was like, no shit. Like, this is Yeah, because Rad Dad's 2 was 2017. And that was, the shop had been there for a while at that point. Yeah. But yeah, there's even like, the dude, like Andy at Home Base is like the best dude. Home Base is Ambler, right? Uh, no, like Bethlehem. Uh, Bethlehem, okay. No, Ambler's got and, that little park. Yeah. The indoor park. Uh, Ambler Mike has that spot. Okay. Um, they're doing like a little skate shop in there. Um, the Foundry just opened a shop right across the street from Ballpark. Oh shit! Um, Kinetic dudes in Delaware. Like I didn't know there was a, a Ben and Brandon are great. That's pretty sweet though. I mean, at least like there are like some skate shops around here, but I know like for a lot of places it's it's dead. Like they don't even. See, like think about shit. when we were growing up. Like you had South Street and you had Sub Zero, Nocturnal, and Elite. 
Yeah. All within like a five block radius of each other. And there were that many skateboarders to support three different stores all going at the same time. Yeah. Because, I mean, being from Philly too, like, nah, I ain't going to that shop. Fuck those dudes. I'm going to go over here because they're my boys. Which is funny because, like, <laughs> I would do the loop of, like, oh, let me stop in and see what Carrie's doing and yeah. those guys. And then still go over and say what's up to Shane and see what's going on there. Just cruising around. So, like, like, for me, it was either go up to G Spot. Exit was my deal back yeah. then. I mean, meeting up with, like, everybody over there being part of, like, um, starting up hate prop because we really hated on everybody. We were literally, like, talk, like you would come into the shop and, like, we would just talk shit straight to you. They would do it to me all the time. Oh, yeah. So, whether or not I got thick skin over it, yeah, I have nobody no was safe. No. <laughs> Especially with Swasco. Dude, Swasco was savage with all that shit. He didn't. He did not care at all. He's another one, man. I wish he would skate. Same. Yeah. I know. I know. I know he, he lives random, up in Levittown. He randomly he came on a trip. We went to LA in like 2012, 2013. There was a bunch of us, like, and ran like two or three weeks before we left. He's like, "Hey, I'm coming with." <laughs> Just randomly. Yeah, he like I don't know. I don't even remember who. He's, I don't know if he talked to Kai or One Finger or who, but he was like, "Hey, I'm gonna come with. Is that cool?" Why bought not? a ticket and just came and like hadn't skated in a couple years and looked like he he just never stepped off a board no he just flow he you know what he has like Dude, those california trips we took were so fun yeah, like i I've, i want to go back so bad i've never been to california not yet we went two years in a row the first year it was just me brypod and mcginnis and the year after that there was a whole it was like me bry kai mcginnis one finger swasco yeah, it was fucking nice. We had a van load. The furthest I've, I've been was Colorado, and, and the Denver skate scene is insane. Yeah, I've heard good things. It's so good. Um, what is that? Who, who uh, Skate Ninja. Spencer, what's his name? No, I don't know. Three, you three, lost, three or you three lost three me in a nickname. Three or three. Well, he, do, he did uh, stunts for uh, in, uh, The Amazing Spider-Man for Andrew Garfield. Oh okay. So he did, he's also a stuntman. <laughs> the terrible Spider-Man. I mean, he stuntman, but he still skates and he he rode for 303 board shop. Okay. And that's right in downtown, which is right down the street from Denver Park. Oh okay. Yeah, I've heard that park and sick. Who so Pete Eldridge sick. lived out there for a little bit. I, I would so I would see Pete out there um every once in a while like he would come out do this so um, Pete is the best. Nicest a, dude. Uh, a bunch of dudes on like real like lived out there so like they would be skating the park all the time and then me like running the skate park out there like people just come through i'm like yeah go skate i don't go i don't care (laughs) really don't so but i mean like being in that aspect it was always fun like seeing different places yeah and there it goes back to that like gross term of like networking yeah and be like oh still i got like that's how i got to know a lot of those people were like oh i worked at vans they would come in and like just you know say what's up or whatever like and i'd see them in the streets after that and i'd be like oh yeah they like that then you have that recognition and it's like now we're you know yeah. and not just some random dude like i'm somebody that you know and kind of works out yeah and it's a good thing too i mean like yeah like i, mean, I said i'd much rather be friends with everybody yeah than like have beef with anybody and see the bigger picture instead of just this small speck which is nothing yeah so like, I might not like your skating, but it doesn't mean I dislike you. Yeah. You know? Not a personal thing. No, not at all. It's just a matter of, you know, 
opinion. It's it's all opinion. Everybody's got an opinion. Pretty much. Some people don't like to let you have your opinion. Like they think that they, you know, they know the way. It's like, to just, I, I, I don't know. It's such a I, weird I, thing when like. It is. I think it's just today's, I don't know. I hate to say kids, but. But it's not. It's, it's even not even like just, old it's dudes. Even kids. I yeah, like, especially on like those skate collector groups. Oh my god, they love some of the worst people. Like love, love the worst people. But I mean, whatever. <laughs> it is what it is. I mean, you see that board right in front of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not the biggest Ali Bulala fan, but yeah. good for you if that's yeah. what you're into. Shit, look, I, I mean, have a stack of Wade Disarmo boards. I'm sure 99 yeah. percent of those dudes are like, Wade, look at those fucking clothes. Look at the like. But I he's mean, the best. Like, I mean, he, he brings everything back to, like, late 90s style, like, maybe early 90s style. Like, not the small wheels, but, like, the big pants, the puppy shoes and shit like that. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of those Brazilian dudes skate like that, too. Oh, my God. Look at Tiago. Tiago. I, I think he, I heard him say one time, like, his favorite skater was Stevie Williams. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, just that by the way he dresses, well, like, yeah, and, and the way his style is, too. It's, like, it matches perfectly. I'm yeah. like, sweet. So, who is your favorite skater? Is it Wade? That's a tough one. <laughs> um, it's like eras, you know? Like yeah. currently, probably Wade. Um, JR. Oh, JR. Yo, Rest I in peace, just, JR, man. Just got a JR board. Really? An Unbelievers one. I'm so psyched. Nice. It, like, it's coming to my house next week, but. Sick. Yeah, I found some guy was like, just posted like a bunch, shitload of boards on facebook and he's like oh yeah, i don't know what i'm gonna do with these and i was like i want that one I'm like, i don't care what it is or how much you're asking like let's figure this out and That's, like it wasn't that wasn't bad and it's like i need it yeah. like anytime i see one i mean jr is a big staple for philly too like it's, it's just in general like yeah i mean I met him a couple so times. so talented yeah i met him quite a few times he was fucking just good down to earth and just cruised. yeah yeah yeah. Just always cruise. Yeah, when I worked at Vans, he was always there. Yeah. And he was, you know, couldn't have been cooler. Yeah. And, like, obviously Rick back in the day. Like, Rick was the dude that I, like, wanted to be like. And, like, yeah. I, uh, I was legit, like, little kid fan, I'm sure. Like, yeah. Like, irritating. Like, I've told a couple people the story. Like, I still have, so it must have been, like, 95-ish. My mom took me to Sub-Zero one night to, like, buy a board, and I was by myself. And... We like, we didn't have money. Like we we weren't like dirt poor. We yeah. were like definitely like lower middle class, because it was just her and I. And the one night, like we went into the shop, and I was in there. Right when they were talking about, like they were having the conversation about starting Illuminati, and like mm -hmm. Rick had all these books and like all this like weird Mason shit that he was like showing Shane. And uh, I was just kind of, like, there lurking, like, listening. Like, dude, what is he talking? Like, Rick is leaving Zoo York? Like, I'm losing. I, I don't get it. Like, this is so crazy. And then uh, I guess at one point I, like, she came in. She's like, what the hell? Like, what are you taking so long for? And I was kind of, like, trying to be cool about it. And you're like, oh, that's for Rick. Like, like, you know, trying not to, like, be that nerd. But I'm, like, 15 and, like, pissed my pants. Like, he was always really nice, but just I still didn't really know the dude at all. Yeah. And she was like straight up was like well get him to sign a board like it's all loud and shit and i'm like like so uncomfortable <laughs> Shut up, mom meanwhile like i had already gotten it gripped and was like ready to just walk out with it yeah and she's like get him to sign it and like he signed it with like a shitty like 
half-assed pen like <laughs> that barely works. but i still have it yeah oh you still have that board too mm-hmm. nice. it's like the the one that like through my collection I'm like i will never ever get like i have a signed jr board that i will never get rid of yeah. i have chris's first board that i'll never get rid of but aside from that it's like everything else is kind of yeah if the right person came along oh. that really needed it like yeah. or i have like a lot of the dudes that came up skating philly and like i bought a board of theirs like obviously, I have like Tom's Wawa board. Oh yeah, what it, uh, was that mystery? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there's certain ones that I just have this like emotional connection to. Yeah, but then there's other ones where it's like, oh, this is really cool, but like, I don't have to have it. No, you know. I mean, so um, like, I mean, just knowing people and then knowing that like you have a board from like when they're on that company or just yeah, like I'm you're so never happy gonna see to that like board buy again. somebody's first board. Yeah, like like you said, Joey, Jameer, whoever, like even like Del Negro went pro this year, like. Mm-hmm. I bought his board right away. All the ter- like rebar. Yeah, John Mathis. Gardner just turned pro too for for creature. Yeah, I don't so really I, know I was, him. I was, like that. I was actually gonna buy his board to skate. Yeah, but it's it's cool. His weird. first board is that dude um, Jag from Bad Luck. Mm-hmm. He did the graphic for the first one. Really? Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. It's still kind of like. All within the same like yeah, networks. We all know the same. Yeah, yeah, we, we know, know the same people. people for that. It, it's crazy. Philadelphia skate scene is wild, crazy, and it's it's very intricate at the same time. Yeah, it's funny. It's I've always felt like I've never part of it, but I'm always on like the periphery of everything. Just seeing it all. Yeah, like I was never like a big like oh I'm downtown guy. Like I'm at you know love every day, but like I knew those dudes. I would go and skate. You know, once in a while, like yeah. I would like, it wasn't like I would go there and be a stranger. Yeah. So it's like, but I'd rather be like that. Like just kind of, I know everybody, like mm-hmm. I can go anywhere and like at least have a familiarity with it. Yeah. Like I can go to DC, I can go to uh, Baltimore, I can go to New York and there's always going to be somebody that can be like, oh, well, we're coming to your town. Like let's skate Yeah, and link up with somebody. I think it's perfect anyway. I wish I would have done that when I was a little bit younger, but it just makes life it makes things easier. Like anywhere you go, you have that connection of like, like when we took one of those LA trips, we didn't, it like poured rain the one day and I hit up Kyle Frederick and we drove to San Diego and skated zero park. They should. Cause it was like, just to have, all right, I know somebody like, see if we can work that connection out. Yeah. So it's like, just, you know, be cool handy. to people, man. Like that's all. It, it really gets you so much further than being a dick. Yeah. I mean, growing up and, and just learning that stuff, it's more beneficial anyway. Yeah. Like, don't have such an ego about yourself. Like, all those people that are gassing you up are not doing anything to benefit you. No. No. I mean, because you always have to bow the shit that's going on in your head anyway. Yeah. Like, but just because your friends are telling you you're awesome doesn't mean you're awesome. Yeah. Like, wait for, you know. No. Look at the bigger picture, people. Yeah. That's all you got to do. Yeah, get out of your bubble. <laughs> I appreciate you coming by, Mitch. Um, any, anything you want to tell anybody? Um, <laughs> it's a lot of things I want to tell people. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, check out Dead on Arrival, uh, New York brand. Check it out. The boards are good. Um, most shops in Philly have them. If your shop doesn't have them, have them hit me up. Um, what's your Instagram uh, at Mitch underscore heartless there you go uh, yeah I think that's pretty much it 
Yeah, hit up dinner, dinner arrival. DOA. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, I I, I want to try out one of their boards. Best actually. name in the in the business because they said the business is going to fail from the start. He's like, before we even start, we know this is not going to go well, so we're just dead on arrival. <laughs> I like the, I like that idea anyway. Yeah, it sounds good to me. I appreciate you, Mitch. Thanks for coming by, man. All right, Wombat. Thanks, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. Later, people. <laughs>